0: Please turn around, just wave to each other, just acknowledge each other in the house. God bless you. It's good to have you here. And as you do that, I invite my two readers to come up. Amen. Can I have the readers? Deacon Chris, I think you're coming up as well. And James. God bless you. Good to be here. James, you will read first. Good morning, Church. This reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall not faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. Can we all stand, please? Morning, church. The reading is from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 8, verse 15. But the ones that fell on the ground, the good ground, are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Wonderful. God bless you. God bless you. It's good to be here amen this is the parenthesis of life we step out of all the hustle and bustle we come to reflect what life is about why we're here our purpose and how we can improve things and make life better not just for ourselves it's not about selfishness the church is about giving out it's more committed to its non-members than actual members we're here to serve a bigger bigger picture a bigger plan and as the scripture said our lord himself told us the criteria for salvation It's not titles. It's not even denominations where people often go, you know, go sidetrack. It's about servitude, humility, love. And Jesus gave the criteria for salvation. He said, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was naked, did you dress me? So actions, a way of life. I can have the best theology. I can have the best arguments. I can have the best thesis. But if there's no action, it's meaningless. When Jesus came, the Levites were well qualified, the Sadducees qualified in the, the Jewish law, but they didn't recognize the author of the law. I wish I am speaking to someone. And we come to church and sometimes we can miss the point, we can miss Jesus. We can lose him in the crowd. He should be standing out. If we have the eyes of the spirit, we'll see him standing out. Today, Jesus is here present with us. And if he wasn't here, he says, when two or three are gathered in my name. So we're overqualified, because here where there's more than two or three, there's over a hundred perhaps, a hundred, how many people here? So we're more than qualified to have him in our midst. So let's not ignore him this morning, praise God. So let's just reflect what the word of God is for each one of us today. I've got a few little object lessons to share with you this morning to get us to think, because Jesus taught not just by his words, but by his examples, things he was showing them, the nature around him, nature around him. So I bought something to show us. We went to the supermarket this morning and we bought some groceries. I had Pastor Andrew go and get them for me. And I bought a few eggs. So I thought, Lord, because God teaches us through everything in life. You know, just look out, look at nature. Nature speaks to us about God. There's a design around the world. It didn't just happen haphazardly. When I give my motivation talks, I get flour, I get salt, I get uh, uh, milk, I, get, I have eggs, and I say, if I take these items and I throw them in there, do you think they're gonna land in the form of a cake? <laughs> you have all the elements there, but if I throw them in the air, are they gonna mysteriously, miraculously, just end up forming a cake? There's a process to make, bake a cake. And it begins from the harvest to the point of delivery. There's a big prophecy. Yeah. And so look at nature around you. There's a design. And when there's a design around us, we know there has to be a designer. Many of you have got designer clothes. We love designer things in our generation. We like the labels. Amen. If there's got no label, we're not interested. Something's worth one pound with no label, 500 pounds with a label. Let's get the label one. We put value on labels and things like that, designer, but we have the true designer. I want to have his brand. I want to reflect his brand, brand in the world, praise God. Amen. So, just one, so, so let's just be reflect. So God speaks to us with every simplicity. And I look at the egg and I often talk about things like the egg and actual domestic things and things like this. And it's made of three parts, predominantly three parts. There's more elements. It's more complicated, but more prob- predominantly three parts. There's the shell. There's the white, and there's the yolk. And that to me reflects the Word of God as well. And reflects me, because I'm made of three elements, body, soul, and spirit. God is three uh, persons, if you like, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with one nature. And look at the egg, but I see the surface is hard. And when we come to the Word of God, sometimes there's a difficulty breaking in to receive the things of God. And we try and force it to get understanding, to get d- delve deep into the Word of God. And we, oftentimes we're challenged. when we don't get there, we become disheartened and we become negative. And sometimes we reject and walk away from what God has for us. But there's a, there's a simple way to receive the things of God. Because not just by breaking into the Word of God, it's letting God break out of the Word of God in our lives. You're going to get this when you go, I'm trying to tune into where you all are, by the way, because I know we come from different backgrounds. Please, think what I'm saying. We try and break into the Word of God, but the the power, the amazing thing is God broke out the Word of God because they couldn't understand the Word of God. You're going to get this when you get home. What do I mean by that? I mean, but if we're patient and wait long enough, the egg itself will reveal itself. All we need to do is wait upon the Lord and he will really reveal himself to us. And when we're difficult, we have difficulties with the things of God. We just wait. And this is what we're here to encourage us to wait upon the Lord, that he will renew our strength. The passage that James just wonderfully shared with us this morning, praise God. So as we take this, journey, I want you to think about the nature of this egg. And the word of God has different layers of translation interpretation. It has the literal meaning, it has the moral expression of that, and it has the spiritual revelation. And the yolk represents a spiritual Revelation, which is the heart of the egg, the three parts, you get through the shell, you get through the white, and you come to the glory, and when you come to the glory, no one can take that away from you. No one can take that relation away from you with God when you've come to the glory. It's like the the tabernacle had three parts, the entrance gate, the holy place, and the holy of holies. But from the entrance place to the holy of holies, there's an eternity process to get there. It could be immediate, or it can take time, years, and a lot of reflection to get there. But once you're there, no one can take that away from you. I wish I'm speaking to someone today, praise God. So I want you to think about the message today. Because my message today, the theme is the eggs of life. The eggs of life, praise God. And I will just read a few verses as we come back to our verse. I'll just think about what we're saying here today. Sometimes things are not always what they seem. And I want to use the egg as a metaphor to help us understand our journey. Because sometimes we become impatient and we are, we are encouraged to have instant gratification. We do not wait. We want it here and now, everything here and now. We're not prepared to take the time but sometimes things take time to find their form. We need time to find our level because it's not always immediate. We want to study a degree, we want to go to university, we want revolving doors, we want to go through the door and come out with our qualification. That's how fast we want everything today. So this is the mindset, the psychology of people's lives today. We want a microwave religion, yeah? We want God in a box, we want a genie. Rub them, the, the, the lamp, and, and we, we have wishes. But it doesn't always work like that. And when our expectations are not fulfilled, we become disheartened, disappointed, and we think that either there's no God, or God has abandoned us. When all the time, God is always so close to us that we didn't recognize his presence. Jacob said, God was here, and I didn't know it. And sometimes God is in the situation, even in our struggles, God is in our struggles. And sometimes we don't always fathom it and realize it. We need patience, preparation, and we need to be in the right environment to bring the outcome. For an egg to hatch, a chicken's egg to hatch, it takes 21 days. Did you know that? It's a of information for some people. (laughs) 21 days. You can't rush that process. And sometimes God set a time scale around your life, a process around God that he knows determines the time and the season when to bring your breakthrough and your outcome. All you need to do is wait and trust him. Yeah. When when Daniel was praying for God to come intervene to answer his prayer, there was a delay for 21 days, but it came. When they called Jesus to come to Lazarus, when he had died, he delayed even two more days. He came on the fourth day. But the fourth day was the right time because something great was about to happen. He was going to bring life to death, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And sometimes we feel our dreams, our visions, our hopes have died. But let me tell you do take courage, do not be in despair. God is arriving at the right time. And this is the right time for someone today, even watching live stream. This is your time. This is your season, praise God. God has a plan and come hell or high water, nothing can stop the plan of God in your life. They tried to stop Jesus. But the more they tried, the more he fulfilled his mission to save the whole world. They tried even to kill him and in his death he saved us and I often say this God saved the world before it made the world before he made the world you were saved before the world was made because the lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world his plan was already in was set there sealed and delivered from the beginning the devil was losing was fighting a losing battle he had already lost before he began i wish i'm speaking to this. so a chicken egg takes 21 days to hatch but it takes process of time it has to be incubated in the right environment with the right heat 99 or 100 fahrenheit is the heat that a chicken eggs egg can hatch for 21 days. Are we in the right em- environment for our breakthrough to take place? But the, when I look at the eagle's egg, the bald head eagle takes 35 days longer to hatch. The same heat, but takes a longer time. How many days? 40 more days. What do you want to be, an eagle or, or a chicken? The golden eagle takes 40 to 45 days even longer how big do you is your vision what how, what type of breakthrough do you want in your life importantly the word encourages us with the scripture reading we read today as chapter 40 verse 20 i want to read this for us i want like engrave it on on the on the plates of our hearts uh, it says this i want you to think about this because this word is for you See, oftentimes people read the Old Testament and separate it from the New Testament and think it's two different books, or it was for those days. Where the Old Testament is the New Testament. Because the apostles did not use the New Testament to preach Christ. Come on, let's, let's, let's really be open to this. Why? Because it wasn't formulated, it wasn't canonized. The New Testament was canonized 368 to 369 A.D way late after the apostles had gone in glory. So what were the apostles, what was Paul using? He was using the Torah, the prophets and the law. So when we read the Old Testament, he says, this is for the church because there was a veil over their eyes, because this was pointed to the most greatest event, the most significant time of history of all time, the coming of the master in creation, which is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, so when we read the Old Testament, it's our, our our message, and this is for the church, for you and I. Yeah, it says this: Have you not known? And oftentimes people don't know. That's why Jesus said, "Know the truth," because we need to know. And to know something, you need to make the effort. Yeah, you need to have a make a conscious decision to make the effort to want to know. Do you want to know? You know, you can ask some of the children around in, in the schools today, around teenagers today, what's, what's their priorities in life? Either music, football, or gang, whatever it is, but they know the details of what they like. If you, Football supporters, they know who the manager is, who the players are, who the substitutes are, how many games they've played, where are they in the league table, and so forth. They know the 11 players, like the back of their hand, they know how much they paid for them, they know all these details. And they're temporary, temple just for the moment. These are the words of God, the apostles, 12 apostles. Barely anyone knows, even three, four of their names. And when you say, who wrote the gospel, the apostles, they think that Luke and, and, and Mark are apostles. They were just disciples. Not many people know that. And so we need to make the effort. Have you not known? I pray today, if you don't know, you will know. You know that Lord, our Lord is King of kings and Lord of lords. That you know, that you, you are in relation to God, that you will know your capacity. That you will know the love that God has for you. His love, His sight, His love with blood. Hallelujah. Have you not heard? And we need to be the, 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 the microphone, or I would say the speaker of God. That God through us was speaking to the world. As I said last week, over us, in us, and through us. The everlasting God, the Lord, this is Elohim Yahweh, he says, the everlasting Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, the creator in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when he says created, he didn't create the heaven and earth from something that material that was there. There was nothing there. And he brought something into being that was not there, praise God. And that's what he can do in our lives. If we lack anything, he can produce anything from thin air. And it's not magic, it's divine intervention. The creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then he says, his understanding is unsearchable. We're limited. He's unlimited. And We say, Lord, I don't know. I don't understand. Give me wisdom. Give me direction. If you lack wisdom, you ask him, God. And he'll reveal your wisdom. Give you clarity, understanding. Give you the lens of the spirit that you see the world through a different viewpoint. And where you are hopeless, your hope will be ignited. Where there's fear, he'll bring peace. He'll bring consolation. He'll bring comfort. He'll bring encouragement. He'll bring a breakthrough. Praise God! And verse twenty-nine says this: He gives power to the weak. That's why Paul said when the devil was attacking him, a thorn in his side, he prayed to the Lord three times. Remove this this adversity from me. And God says, no, I'm going to let you have the adversity because in your adversity, my perfect power, my strength is manifest. And Paul says, i rather delight in my infirmities so that the power and glory of God will be manifest through me. The law of contradiction. When I am weak, that's when I'm strong. So if the devil wants to make you weak, let him make you weak as he can because in your weakness, the power of God is manifest. Hallelujah. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So rejoice, praise the Lord. He inhabits the praises of his people. And as we praise him, give him glory. He will transform us from within, empower us. And sometimes people will not know how that person is standing. Where we're standing by virtue, through the grace of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Verse 30 says this. Even the youths should faint and be weary. Yeah? It's not based on our physical strength, on our age. Hallelujah. It's based on, on our spiritual disposition. Because if your spirit's strong, you're going to be strong. If your spirit's weak, however you look on the outside, you're going to crumble. In the face of you, will crumble. doesn't matter. You cannot, you cannot translate transfer those muscles into your spirit. It's only God within that will empower you, strengthen you, praise God. And the young men should utterly fall. Hallelujah. But then he goes on to say this. Watch this. But those, he says, who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, so you wait on the Lord. Your strength will be renewed. Like this egg, it takes a process of time. You wait. Your patience, hallelujah, will bring that breakthrough. It may not be instant. You might not not look like what God is going to make of you. But stay in the program. Hallelujah. Stay fixated to what God is doing, praise the Lord. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. So you don't wait for the 21 days. The eagle's egg hatches between 35 and 45 days. Stay that bit longer. Stay in the race just a bit longer to see the bigger plan, the bigger picture God has for you. The difference between the chicken and the eagle is phenomenal. It's heaven to earth. Because the chicken has wings, the eagle has wings. The chicken jumps, but it cannot sustain flight. The eagle soars in the heavens what do you want to soar in the heavens you'll mount up with wings if you wait and you're patient beyond what the world wants carnality wants quick fix god wants longevity he wants long-term relationship with us not moment not just a one-night event it's a moment it's an eternal thing god wants to renew your strength to empower you to soar into the heavens but it takes a process and we must not come out of that process of god praise the lord you want something good to come about you've got to wait through the process and that process takes patience which is something that is not in the vocabulary the psychology the psyche of this generation we want everything here we get fed up we get bored so easily you need time of reflection meditation and prayer prayer is very important As we're speaking on Friday about Fred. So if you missed the message, please go on the archives and see. It's free of charge. Just tune into it and see what God is saying. We were speaking about the mountain experience on Friday. Hallelujah. That sometimes Jesus went to the mountain on his own. Sometimes he took the disciples. Sometimes the devil took him on the mountain to tempt him. So you've got to know your company, who you're going with when you're taking your spiritual journey. Because you can go to the mountain. Instead of being humility, it can end up being Pride. Hallelujah. So it's about waiting, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. You know, young people find it difficult to sustain, be consistent in things. I'm not saying I'm not generalizing, some are very good. But on the whole, even older people, they don't find need to be consistent. Moment to moment. Last week I had the pleasure of having Sister Ruth, Sister Ruth is sitting there, come and train with me at the gym. We did 12 rounds together, didn't we? 12 round circuit with Sister Ruth. Age is not a barrier. I might even be older than you, but anyway. Age is not a barrier. You come, you inspire. Enthusiasm is contagious, you encourage. So if we do that in the natural, how much more we need to encourage people to do not just 12 round circuit in prayer, 50 round circuit in prayer? Pray. Because the Bible said to us when we were reading on Friday that the Lord went to the mountain alone and prayed. Not five minutes, but all night. And when he prayed, he came down. He didn't sleep. He came down and he chose his apostle. So when we want to make a decision, the implication is this. We have to pray to make a spiritual and a praiseworthy decision. Not have, not guess it, not ask advice from other people around us, but seek the Lord to give us direction in every decision we make in life. It's very, very important, praise God. When David himself went through all his adversities, he did he couldn't see the light of day. He was in a dark tunnel, he was in a dark place, he was fearful, he was hiding. But what he did, he waited on the Lord. So don't want to don't just don't settle for good. Look to the best. Hallelujah. And 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 look ahead to allow the eagle anointing to flow, to move within you, to ascend the limitations of this world. Hallelujah. In the spiritual realms, in the high places. Hallelujah. David says this, Psalm 40 verse 1. And David is qualified to speak about relationship with God. He's qualified to speak about adversity as we all are. You all are. I'm sure you've all had an adversity in your life. You've had a challenge in your life on one level or another. I have had more than I can count through my life. My head is going thin with my hair, but I can count it, it's more than the hairs on my head. (laughs) Challenges. When you thought something was going to happen in one way, something else came and sideswiped you. Your expectations Oh, your natural expectations amounted to nothing. And you need to trust in the Lord, because maybe that was not for me. Hallelujah, praise God. God has other plans, better plans than you and me. He's got the best for you. Hallelujah. And so David says this, he said in Psalm 40 verse 1, please come take this journey because it's very important because things are not always what they seem. I waited patiently for the Lord. So when you say I waited patiently, there's an indefinite time there. It's not waiting five months, two weeks. It could be 10 years. You know, Joseph was in prison, not for one week. Joseph in the Old Testament, Jacob's son his 11th son, he was in prison for false accusation. But even in prison, he found favor. Even God prophesied into his life that he's gonna rise in head and shoulders above everyone else. The journey to come to that place had to be broken through the brokenness of adversity, of rejection, of opposition, of hatred, and all these things before God established to, uh, to prepare him for the greatness that he was going to do in his life. He was 13 years in prison. He was 17 years old when God spoke to him. He was 30 years old when Pharaoh released him from prison and made him second to Pharaoh in Egypt. Through all those ups and downs, but through every, every step of the way, he never rejected God. He never denied his calling. And everywhere he was, even in the prison, the prison official put him in a responsibility. He found favor even in the prison. Hallelujah. So in any situation of your life, be consistent. Be consistent because if one day you put 99 Fahrenheit heat on this egg for one day, two days, then 50, then 20, you'll damage the process. Be consistent in your walk. Be consistent in your reading. You know, it's like when you read the Bible, let me say this. I'll put it in this way metaphorically. It's like you're cooking yourself. I wish I am speaking to someone. So if you want to have a good roast... You have to have the heat on a consistent degree. Well, when you read the Bible, you are you, you expose yourself to the fire. What fire do I mean? The fire of God. You see the fire of God, when Moses saw the burning bush, he saw a fire on a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And you need to be consistent with the fire of God over your life. Let me tell you, everyone has privy and has access to the fire of God. It's not just a person in a mountain, a person hiding away. So it, everyone has, God is, fills all things. And if God fills all things, we have always access to that fire of God in our lives to transform us. Hallelujah. So we're being cooked. We're being prepared for the Master. Hallelujah. And so he says... I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. So he waited in his despair and he waited and he waited and he said something happened. The Lord heard my prayer. He heard my prayer from the moment I lift, I raised it up. In the same way, God heard Daniel's prayer from the first day he raised it up, but there was a 21 day delay. Perhaps the Old Testament is characterized by the chicken, but we're in the new dispensation, the new covenant, and we're in the time of the master, the eagle of eagles, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we may perhaps have to wait a slightly longer to get something greater from God in our lives, to bless us, to help us rise above the adversity, the challenges of life. Hallelujah, praise God. And then he said, verse two, he also brought me up out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock upon a rock and establish my steps he took him out of the miry clay hallelujah and out of the horrible pits whatever you we in god is able to bring us out of that place all we need to do is wait upon the lord shall mount up with wings as eagles and you're waiting, even as we speak and we pray and we share the word of God. Now, we are waiting, we are connecting to divine, the divine presence of God. The fire, the shekinah glory of God. is. In, we may not see it uh, tangibly, visibly, in, with, our, with our physical eyes. But let me tell you, it's here spiritually. God's presence is here in this place. As I even speak to you, God's presence is here. I can feel, hallelujah, Amen. the presence of the Lord in this place. Because when we desire God, he's present with us. Hallelujah! Praise God. God has amazing plans for us. He told Jeremiah. God, God told through Jeremiah to his, the people of Israel. This is what He says in Jeremiah. Listen to this. I want to give you. I'm giving you some nuggets of the Word here. Please go back home and reflect on them. I want to encourage you today. Hallelujah! Because God has greatness for us. When I say greatness, I'm not proud. Look how important or or become a multimillionaire. I'm not talking about that greatness. You might get that in other churches. Give me 10 pounds, I'll give you 100 pounds back. You don't get it here. The greatness is in our spiritual growth and development and relationship with God. That's what the greatness is. I'd rather have God than everything in the whole world. (laughs) Hallelujah. When God asks Solomon, what do you want me to give you? He says, give me wisdom. It's because you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you everything else. Everything else is a byproduct of having that relationship with God. Praise God. So this is what I'm saying about being great, being having that great relationship with God. Like Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, she was in the best place, and that's what it's about. Coming to Jesus and let him guide and navigate your life. It's not my role to 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 interfere with your journey. My role is to direct, point, signpost you to Jesus. That's my role. And so in Jeremiah we're told this, this is very important here. In Jeremiah twenty nine, verse ten. Listen to this. This is what God has foresees things for us. And helps direct our path. He says, for that says the Lord, after 70 years completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. And in verse 11 says this, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Did you get that? No, did you get that? Did you get what... What, this passage what it, what it just says did you get it let me see if you got it i read i read verse 10 first then verse 11 people read verse 11 but they overlook verse 10 did you get it if you got it i'm i want to try and get you to get it here before you go home For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. After 70 years, after you incubated your egg, for that period of time, after the blessing will come... uh, Complete, please. It was an immediate... He says, you're going to go through a process and when you come for the, you, there's a reason you are in Babylon. You think you're there. As a prisoner, yes, you, there was rebellion while you were taken to captivity. Because not everyone taken to captivity was rebellious to God. Daniel was not rebellious to God. Meshach, Shabbat, and the Bendigo were not rebellious to God. They were, whole, they were fully committed to God of Israel. But they went with the whole nation, the the prisoners, the captives into Babylon to change Babylon's situation and sometimes we're in a situation to change the situation. We're in that situation not for the situation or the challenge to overtake us but for us to show them that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And we go to places and he says you would be there for 70 years and after that I know the thoughts I have for you, I'm going to take you through that to take you somewhere better. But you have to go through the incubation process. So Babylon was an incubation for them to come out greater than they went in there. The word Babylon means confusion. Sometimes we go through confusion to get to clarity. But watch what he says to them, what their behavior must be in that place. Watch this, watch this, verse 7. See, I'm ticking these verses. Please read the whole chapter when you go home. Put the whole context to it. Because sometimes we read things out of context. And there's selective reading. We have a blind spot when we read the scripture. When it suits us, we acknowledge it. When it doesn't suit us, we write it out. We edit the Bible. We're the great editors. Humanity is the great editor. They take what they want from God and write out what they don't want from God. When God tells us we're wrong, we don't want to know that. But let's put it aside. When told us we're going to bless you, you're going to prosper, you're going to have all the gifts, oh, we want this. But the things that challenge us, change yourself, repent. Sometimes you say, so, you know, we, we avoid that. We have the blind spot. That we don't acknowledge that. We're selective. Yeah? And that's why we're selective with friends. If a friend always agrees with us, they're our best friend. If they disagree with us, hold this, let me find someone else who agrees with me. Come on. But in verse 7 he says this, and he says, look, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to to be carried away captive. He says, where you are, seek peace in that place. It's not your choice, but you're there by default. It might not even be your fault. It was the fault of the king, but you'll face the consequence of his error. But while you're there, seek the peace of that place. And not only just seek the peace, he says, and pray to the Lord for it. So you pray wherever you are, good, bad, indifferent, you pray to God for where you are to bring peace in your surroundings. Because if there's peace in your surroundings gets worse, there's going to be peace in your life. Sure. For it's in its peace, you will have peace. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's pray for these wars to cease, for this human conflict to cease around the world, because if that ceases, we're going to have peace as well, praise God. And that's the character, that's the tribute of of the children of God, because Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Wow. How am I speaking to someone? It's a word speaking to you today. I want to really encourage you today, please. Praise, I want to really encourage you to... uh, Cultivate your spirit, your relationship with God, and when you when your relationship with God is 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 maturing and is sound, guess what? Your outlook in the world will be transformed. The things you thought were problems are no longer problems; they become opportunities to take you somewhere better than where you need to be. But don't be an eagle stuck in a chicken hatch. You're called to be eagles but we're behaving like chickens. There's a story I gave some time ago about a young man lived on a farm in the desert. He went out into the sands and looked around and found an egg. And he brought that back to his, his, and he put it in the chicken, is it pen, wherever they put the chicken egg, and he put the, the, and and after a period of time, because the incubation, incubation heat is the same for a chicken as it is for an eagle. Yeah, 99 to 100 Fahrenheit. Now the the, the they hatched, and the bird came out and he was watching this bird. They called his dad it was acting, he was copying every chicken, what the chickens were doing. And he went to his father, so look, I found this bird in the desert. Look at it, it's been hatched. Now come and see. And he went and saw and the father said to him, Do you know what this is? He said what? He said, That's an eagle. But because it's among the chickens, his thoughts thinks it's become behaved like a chicken. You are daughters and sons of God. You don't act like the the carnalities of the world. There's a different behavior pattern and a mode of function for the daughters and sons of God. An attitude, a vocabulary, a mindset, an outlook is transformed. You have to soar like wings on wings of eagles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which is so, so profound. Hallelujah. But sometimes things, so we have eggs. We have many different eggs. We have different types of But we have many different eggs. But sometimes you might be, you know, you, you, is, you know, the eggs of life. But there's diversity. There's different types of eggs of life. And you might be other people incubating their eggs. But you until they hatch, you don't know what is going to come out of that egg. And I actually, I have got a few videos to show you very quickly. A few, It's not too long. I want to put my first one up. And I want you to see this, and I want to explain it very quickly. I want you to think, please think, the, 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 the message is about us thinking... Not about how articulate I am, as you think I am, which I'm not, but whatever, it's about thinking the message, going back home and thinking what, you, what you're seeing, what you're listening to, and trying to apply it into our lives. Not the hearers of the word, but the doers of the word are justified before his sight. Let's just play this very quickly. What is this? Shout out, look. What is that? What is that? Play, please. Just go a bit forward, so we're not going to wait all the minutes. Just go go forward, see towards the end. What's happening? Breaks out. It's a chicken, okay? Yeah? Okay, leave it there. Leave it there, it's a chicken. Now, what did I say? I said, we can try and break in, or we can wait, and it will break out. The Word of God can be like this egg. The more you're around the Word of God, the more you're connected, slowly God will reveal himself to you. Will come out and reveal himself to you. But you have to be there for him to reveal it. And it needs to be an incubation for you, not for the word, but you're in the right environment, God will be able to manifest to you and you see him clearly, he'll come within the veil of what conceals him to reveal himself to you. And that's what God wants to do. Religion doesn't tell you that. Religion says you cannot get there. God says, I've come that you can get here. I've come to you because you cannot come to me. That's why the curtain was rent from top to bottom. The egg broke then and it came and God came out and met us at the place where we were and where we are, place where that's it, okay? So you need to think about those things. So you, you're in- incubating your eggs, your spiritual eggs. Look at these metaphors. Now, things are not always what they seem. You might be around people who are always incubating their eggs, but you've got to be careful because my next video shows something different. Just put the next one on, please. If you see this, watch this. What is that? Play again. Play again please, quickly. From the beginning. What is this? What is this? Pause it, what's that? It's a lizard. Lizards break out of eggs. What are we incubating? And lizards come from eggs. Look, on the surface could be the same. You can be around people that you think you're incubating their eggs. Until the period expires and reveals what they are, And what their values, their nature is, you won't know, yeah. You can be deceived. Let me try the next one. Something else comes out of eggs. What is this? A snake, a serpent comes out of eggs. And so sometimes we are holding on to things, but our values define what egg we are incubating. I wish I'm speaking to you You get this when you get home. So you can be around people, you can have eggs. On the surface, you won't use sometimes. It's difficult to differentiate, to get the So Thank you. Can you take that off, please? I don't like looking at the serpents. <laughs> but interestingly, the Lord says, I'm going to send you among wolves. But be as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves. Doves come out of eggs, so do serpents come out of eggs. He used two creatures that have the same type of background beginning, but their end is completely different. Yeah. So we've got to be very careful in our associations in life. And, and, and you, God uses these as metaphors to safeguard us from the, the pitfalls and the deception around the world. And he uses natural creation as, as a metaphor, as an example, to read the, and to learn lessons from around nature. teaches us about spirituality, about righteousness, about unholiness, about corruption, about evil, about deceit. The world around us teaches us around God has all this there. And the ones with the wisdom, with the eyes of the spirit, will see these things. That's why in the book of Leviticus, chapter 11, God gave Israel a dietary law. Who knows that? Hands up. Who knows that God gave Israel a dietary law? Right. That's in Leviticus chapter 11. When you go home, please look. Leviticus chapter 11. He gives them the rules, what animals to eat and what animals to not eat. Yeah. And he gave them the criteria of how the ones you could eat look like and how the ones you cannot eat look like praise god so we have the eggs we have some eggs have reptiles have turtles some have eggs have serpents snakes but they all begin their beginning is the egg then you have the chickens all the birds begin with eggs but sometimes there's a confusion you don't know people have eggs you don't know what egg they're they incubating you've got to be careful because next thing you know, if their egg hatches before your one, you're in trouble. Because snakes eat eggs. Go to other person and swallow the eggs. So you've got to be careful with the people around you. They're not vipers. That's why Jesus said to the Pharisees, "You brew the vipers." The dove hatches out the egg. The viper hatches out the egg. Praise God. And so, so Leviticus chapter 11 verse 1 tells us the criteria, what, what's clean and what's unclean. And if you just look at it on the surface, people think all it's talking about is about animals and about menus. God's not concerned about the menu. There's a metaphor, there's a deeper meaning, significance to what God is giving the Israel in terms of dietary law. To be careful of certain types and characteristics of people. Yeah? Praise God. Now, let me tell you something. Let me do, I just want to conclude. I want you to think about this, please. Food for thought for you, please. I'm not going to go through Leviticus because of time. I can explain, divide the hoof, but I don't, I don't want to go there at this moment. I want to say one thing very important. When you're around people, okay, who perhaps are incubating the reptiles and lizards and snakes, in order for you, in order for you to... Uh, to deal with it to safeguard yourself turn the heat up because a reptile's egg incubates on a lower heat level than a bird so turn the heat up will challenge the powers that be and how do you turn the heat up by coming to the Word of God which is fire increase the heat Quote scripture, speak the word of God, and the more you speak the word of God, you'll see it will expose what is within the egg, will be revealed to you, praise God. The more the word of God you speak, the more you see the character of people around oh, wish I'm speak. Because when Jesus came, the demons were tormented by Jesus' presence, and serpents and vipers and lizards are tormented by the heat and the fire and the presence of God. So be in your word. Be qualified, be educate yourself with the things of God and you have nothing to fear and God will empower you, equip you for the journey ahead and you give other people opportunity to come to the truth that will set them free. Praise God. I've got, I can say a lot about the animals here, about what they mean, but I'm not going to, it'll be too much information for you this morning. But remember the egg, who wants scrambled egg today, (laughs) omelet or boiled egg, what What's your preference? Importantly, have your eggs incubated in the right place. Become eagles. Rise up above the diversity and seek the presence and face of God. God loves each one of you. Hallelujah. Sacrificial love he had for you and each one of you, which is amazing, which is powerful. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12:29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. Raise the heat. Hallelujah and walk in the confidence of your relationship with God. Let's stand together, praise God.